0: Blog Talk Radio and welcome to Intersections Match's Talk Radio, a monthly holistic lifestyle show focused on the continual evolution into the best versions of our authentic selves. We and our guests discuss relationships and health and wellness, each of which contributes to meaningful and fulfilling lives. This is Jaspina, your host. I'm a former practicing lawyer and the founder of Intersections Match, the only elite national personalized matchmaking company focused on singles of South Asian descent nationwide in the US. I'm very excited to welcome relationship expert Dr. Craig Martin to our show tonight. Dr. Martin has been featured on television as a relationship expert and is in demand as a speaker and teacher nationally. Tonight we will be discussing Dr. Dr. Martin's book Elemental Life Love Styles. Welcome, Dr. Martin.
1: Thanks, Jaspina. It's great to be here.
0: It's a pleasure to have you. As a professional matchmaker and dating coach, I'm fascinated by insights and perspectives regarding relationships. I've enjoyed reading your book, Elemental Love Styles, and would love to explore some of the insights shared by you. Now, Dr. Martin, you describe your book as a process of self-discovery divided into four parts. In part one, you explain the four elements that help the readers identify their own elemental styles through a quiz. Can you set the context by exploring the four elements, uh, or actually explaining the four elements to our listeners?
1: Sure. Well, the four elements are the four natural elements that we find in nature, very simply fire, air, water, and earth, They've been around for a really long time, you know, millennia. People have been observing them. We've been able to observe them in nature. You know, as like in nature, we see the sun, this fire, and then the air and the water and the earth we stand on. And then through time, we've also been able to equate them to human health. Um, like we have a temperature, that's our fire. You know, we breathe air, our bodies are mostly made up of water. And then our bodies ourselves, the bones and muscles, are the earthy part. I took that to bring it into human personality, to describe the way we interact with each other from an elemental perspective, and say that the fiery part of our personality is the creative and enthusiastic part. The airy part of our personality is the intellectual or mental part. The watery part is our emotional part, also imaginative. And the earthy part is the practical nature, the dependable and reliable part of ourselves. And I go on to say that we can identify as one of those elemental types most strongly. Yes, people are going to be a blend of the four, and they may even notice more than one in their personality as a strong part of who they are, but... One of them customarily stands out As being a sort of operating Default mechanism kind of thing Where someone could say Yes, I'm definitely the enthusiastic person I'm fire type Or no, I'm the curious Questioning person, I'm an air type Or they, yeah, I'm I'm a good Listener and I'm very imaginative I'm a water type Or no, I get the job done all the time I'm always behind the scenes working really hard I'm an earth type Those elemental styles Mm -hmm. are not only reflected as personality characteristics, but they also correlate with a kind of need that we have from love relationships and the way in which we're going to be able to interact with others.
0: Uh, Now, part two of your book looks at how to create a happy and healthy relationship as well as provide intimacy skills to help readers work through problem areas with their partners. Now, I thought one of the insights shared in your book um, in this section particularly compelling because I viewed it as empowering. And um, that is, you write, um, quote, I've spent a lot of time focusing on intimacy. That's because intimacy makes your relationship meaningful and real. One of intimacy's major components is dynamic inner growth, or DIG. DIG is about making better choices. It enables your relationship to work out better. A lasting relationship is one where you're going to have to work it out. And then you write, um, DIG is the inner change brought about by self-reflection. Now, will you expand on this empowering insight?
1: Yeah, thank you. I think one of the biggest parts of the book is that second section, because it talks about what I think that, People, they're kind of aware that they're going to encounter it, but having a very conscious idea of um, the reality that relationships are going to create a change in us for the better. You know, I mean, we've we've all been in relationships that make us change for the worse, but those relationships don't work out. Good relationships cause us to change for the better our friends and family say wow this person's bringing out the best in you and what you brought up which is that that chosen change that self-chosen change it's like when somebody comes to you and says you know wow you just spoke to me really harshly just then and you love them and you get along with them in such a way that it doesn't make you feel particularly defensive You choose to look at that. You choose to say, "Mm, maybe I did speak to you a little harshly just then. I'm sorry about that. I'll take a look at that. And that change, that change that we make in ourselves, is one of the fundamental purposes of relationships. They're there to help us grow. Through love, we become willing to take a look at ourselves in a way that no other kind of relationship would really allow us to do.
0: Excellent. Now, part three of your book allows readers to compare their own elemental styles to those of their partners, and uh, it further allows readers to identify the greatest strengths and challenges of each particular elemental pairing. Um, Now, can you share some of the examples of the strengths and challenges of the different elemental pairings with our listeners? Can I do that? Yeah, can you show some examples? Sure, sure. I like
1: part three because I think that that's part of the fun of the book. You know, people find out, oh, I'm a fire type, and then they find out that their lover is a water type or any of the other combinations, right? And so part three is the the part where you really learn about each other as a couple and what you're bringing to the table. Um, It says, for instance, that, like, A fire-style person who's very, you know, enthusiastic and bold and take charge, they're they're very big personalities, that they might get along really well with another fire person as long as they both had a place to shine in the relationship. It could become competitive between them, and so fire people who get together really need to take a look at that. Conversely, you might think that a fire and a water style person might not work out real well because obviously, right, fire makes water boil and water puts fire out. So you would be like, ooh, that might not be such a good combination. And in fact, it's one of the harder combinations. People who have very big personalities and people who are very emotional have a tendency to have certain differences in the way they approach the world. But one of the good things between even people who have differing personalities is that they can buffer each other somehow in other words the fiery person could lift up a watery person who might have a tendency sometimes to be a little uh, maybe a little dark and gloomy we'll go ahead and say it you know emotional people people who are very emotional can sometimes become immersed in their emotions and fire can have a sometimes say okay cheer up let's go let's do this let's do this you know and so that's really good for a water person and then the other side Water can add an emotional content to a fire person who might just be like, you know, burning their way through life and, you know, maybe leaving havoc in their wake. And, and a water person might be able to say to them, hey, look at the, you know, the emotional impact of what it is that you've done. So there's a way in which even differing elements can, can work on each other and... Um, uh, I think smooth out personality differences or places in our in, in our personalities that need work, not necessarily always from a uh, an equal perspective, but coming from a different place.
0: Interesting. And what is what is um, interesting, in, there is no, as I understand from books, there is no kind of best peering per se. All have their strengths, all have their challenges. Correct. Some of the lead, there's no peering that kind of is a non-starter from the, from the beginning um, Correct. in terms of, okay, okay. Um, very interesting.
1: Some are I think a little bit easier is what it is. It's certainly one of the biggest questions that people ask me and people ask me that as an astrologer as well. They're always saying, you know, like I'm Amalia, which is the best for me to be with? And there's really no cut and dry answer because you know, you might say like, oh, Leos don't really get along with Scorpios, but I know Leo-Scorpio marriages that have lasted for 25 years. So the, the, they're, they're really, a, you can't really give that kind of a very simplistic answer to someone. It's very dependent on something that's more complicated than that, which is, what do you really bring to the table? You know, it's a thing, when we look more deeply at the elements, just, you know, we say like, okay, if you're a water type, You need emotional validation. You need emotional reassurances. You need someone to understand you emotionally, okay? So let's say I'm a fire type, and I really like your watery nature. I really like the fact that you're a good listener, that you're very imaginative, that you're very caring, that I can lean my head on your shoulder if I need to, that you really know how to, like, do domestic things really well like if there's going to be a dinner party or something you're very good at all of that you know Mm -hmm. but i really can't validate your emotions for you when you get really emotional for me on me i'm like out of there that's really not going to work out so well so some of the compatibility that i talk about in the book the, the the book's subtitle is find compatibility right and create a lasting relationship the compatibility has to do with not only what it is that I need from you, but what it is that I'm capable of offering you. Yeah. And some fire types might be able to offer emotional understanding. They just might be able to do that. It might be a part of their personality. Whereas some fire types might be able to offer dependability and reliability, and then they would be good with someone who's earthy, you know. So Finding the right match is still always about creating the right blend. But I feel that when we know that, when we, when we look at uh, elemental love styles, right, we look at the ideas that are in there, we leave that, the, you know, the under, with an understanding of, wow, this is what I really need, and you know what? In my past relationships, it's been so obvious that I can't give, you know, such and such a person this previous relationships have always complained like that I'm not capable of doing this for them so mm-hmm. stop looking for that kind of relationship you know it's always about kind of owning who we are you said it in the very beginning that that um, I say in the book about self-understanding that mm-hmm. good relationships begin with self-understanding that's a very was a very nice way of you introducing this topic because that's ultimately what I wanted to write about for people. Relationships themselves are going to create self-understanding. When you're in one with someone, they're going to point out to you, what's, you know, what you're like, what's going on in, in your personality. And so it's really amazing to go into a relationship knowing and understanding some of the things you're going to be bringing to the table.
0: Oh, I think that's great. I mean, what I tell people is, I, you know, I always encourage, what I say is go internal before going external. What I mean by that is just um, raising your clarity and your own self-awareness as much as possible when you're really out there looking for someone. But by the same token, understanding that once you're in that relationship, that dynamic, and, and I guess it would be an intimate relationship, as, as you say, that dynamic itself is going to lead to self-growth and a greater sense of self-awareness that is, that is, you know, as an individual, a single person, it's hard to attain. Um, so right. I, that's and, that and that's answer. what I
1: think people know, right? Internally, we know that. That's why relationships are so frightening, right? We get in there, we start dating people, and then we're like, oh, my God, when this person finds out that I'm like this, they're going to reject me. But the point is, is that somewhere along the line, they're going to find out about who you are. So, finding somebody that you're not, you know, that you feel comfortable revealing who you are with them and that you feel comfortable being yourself is mm-hmm. the ideal person to be with because that's the person that's going to accept you.
0: you know? Absolutely. Now, yeah. that absolute outspoken into part four of your book, which shares with the reader how greater self-discovery and intimacy in a relationship can actually help readers achieve their highest potential as individuals. Um, And again, I'd like to share with our listeners one insight from this part of your book um, and then have you expand on it. And and again, you write, um, quote, doing the honest, intimate work of a healthy relationship has an amazing effect on both you and your partner, individually and as a couple. Um, Not only does it help your relationship work out and last, But it also brings with it the opportunity to achieve your potential. And you later write, potential is a goal, not a state of being. It is something you work toward. It can't be expected that you'll act from your potential all the time. Yet potential is something you strive for. And this is such a great quote. I'm going to continue with it. You do this by making good choices. The good choices I'm referring to are the ones you make regarding your character. They are made through intimacy, love, honesty, and dynamic inner growth. Your relationship is the best place for you to become more aware of yourself, the choices you make, and the effect those choices have on your partner. And again, I found this, you know, I think quote, um, particular passages where there's a focus on empowerment and choices, you know, that is what I find most compelling. And so if you could expand and tell us about um, your work, Of course, a, of
1: course. That you're picking out such important parts of this material for me, because in 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 writing um, the book, my my motivation was to um, have people see exactly the parts that you're bringing up, and I, I do get emails from people who mention these same things, not really again realizing that part of why you want to pick someone in your life is so that they will um, you know so that you can grow together this is spiritual uh, a spiritual relationship you know something that has more content in it just than you know like oh we're hot for each other let's make a lot of money Th- those relationships are lovely but you know they don't they don't last either because they don't have a foundation you know it's like one of those relationships if the money gets tight then what happens if the foundation was all about making money or if it was all about looks What happens when you become old So um, What you brought up in About the last part of the book Which is I think for me um, Something so uh, deep and meaningful and, and that is that Being in a relationship with another person Who you love You love them, right? Changes you for the better Because of that love You The process of loving someone, you you want to treat them the best way you can. Of course, we like I say, like you read, you read the perfect quote. You know, we all have those shadows. It's our our best potential is not going to show up all the time. Sometimes we're going to slip into those unconscious patterns that you know, are are going to prevent us from acting from our potential, right? We don't, we don't, we're not always acting from that place. But a good relationship encourages you towards that end. A good relationship is always saying like, hey, let's work it out.
0: And what happens
1: when you work it out with another person is that you find inside yourself the loving, the loving that causes you to rise into your better uh, behavior you, you, no, you know, no, There's no longer a need for petty ego games There's no longer a need for um, trying to manipulate someone Or trying to control them uh, in, a, in a way that's, that's not of a higher mind That's not of a higher spiritual potential The, the truth is that just within the act of loving we say, like, um, and we can use any of the, say, four elemental types as a description. We say, like, you know what? That insensitivity, this would be for the air type people out there, the curious intellectual people who can sometimes be insensitive. They, they can sometimes say, like, wow, that insensitivity that i have that's not necessary right now this person is really just looking for me to be present and listen i don't have to be emotional i don't have to cry but i don't have to run because they're being emotional this 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 elevation of our of our own consciousness is is Not only the obviously the path of of our you know humankind, but it but it but it is achieved in relationships in such a dynamic way, such a beautiful dynamic way, that if we understood that, it would be much easier for us to have them. because people are always asking me about you know why relationships don't last and. You know why certain things, why patterns, why they keep attracting patterns or why they're still alone, or you know all these different kinds of mm-hmm. questions, and I always come back to saying that the reason is because um you must find something deeper in the love you you must love more deeply, you know it it's lovely to be attracted to a beautiful woman. It's lovely to be attracted to a handsome man. Um, What more are they doing for you than that?
0: Interesting. And what's also very interesting about um, your book, Elemental Love Styles, is you have actually throughout the book um, you have dialogue, um, you know, between people exhibiting. Um, different um, elemental styles and how they might within that being, you know, consistent and true to that same elemental style, um, you know, improve the way they interact with their partners. And similarly, you have, um, you know, questions that you fielded um, from people um, with just general questions where your answer, you know, kind of, um, you know, suggests that, okay, you know, from your question, it appears that this is, um, something that you, as an earth person are facing with someone who sounds like you know a water person or something to that effect. So correct um, once, to make this um, you know, um, because you know I, most of our listeners probably haven't read um, your book as yet. Um, That's fine. to make it and to go through and um, to make to make it a bit more concrete to some of them, if, can you just give us one example, either of someone you worked with clinically or even one of the questions you feel this from people? Um, were you able to identify, okay, this is an earth, you know, it, it sounds like an earth-style person or a water-style person? Sure. Person. And, um, oh, there are, are many know, examples. Are-
1: there are many, many, there are many, many examples. You know, I mean, I can tell you that I work with, um, you know, one man who's very earthy, works in a, as a hospital administrator, and um, his wife, who's a lovely woman, but she's very, very fiery. So she's very bold and take charge. He's very dependable and reliable. And their relationship is very good, but one thing that really makes him crazy is the way she spends money. See, he's very practical, and he's very concerned with their finances, and she's very much of the idea like, Oh, everything will get taken care of in the end, you know, which is sort of easy for her to say because he's the principal, you know, breadwinner. So, um, you know, one of their one of their conflicts is about um, you know, uh credit cards and credit card spending and oh, she wants to buy new outfits for the children. He wants to know if those things are really necessary. On her side of it, on her side of it, those questions that you were asking, she has questions to ask herself about, you know. Does the way that I spend money make my husband feel unstable, you know? She has to be able to, and these are the things I might discuss with them in person in couples counseling, is, you know, does her spending, does her excited, enthusiastic lifestyle, you know, she's not just spending to make him crazy. She's spending because she wants the newest outfit for her kids. She's very creative. She, You know, she... She's not spending it on herself It's not about selfishness It's that she's she wants to You know, see her vision Of the family and their home And that's the way she is That's a fiery style person But when he confronts her with that Rather than getting defensive She needs to be able to say You know, is this Making him feel unstable Because an earth style person um, You know will feel that way if they don't feel financially secure and, and, you know, can she do that? Those are the questions that I pose to her. I say, you know, okay, so, you want a lot, you want your creative vision out out there in the world, you want to see, you know, your children dressed the most neatly, you know, you want the nicest new things in your kitchen, you know, you want the, the nicest new accessories for everybody in the car and everything, but, How is that affecting him? And for the fiery-style person, she's asking herself, am I demanding? Am I overbearing? Am I domineering? Am I demanding those things? Does she get angry at him when he says, hey, like I noticed that, you know, you spent a couple thousand dollars on this credit card this month and I asked you to keep it under a thousand, you know? for childhood family expenses and you know, don't get angry at him then, you know, like because are are you being are you being over expectatious? Do you expect too much? And you know, we work with him on his side too, about being too rigid and you know too much too many rules that he might be following, and is he you know if she, if he says under a thousand does that mean if she spends eight hundred one month she can't spend twelve hundred the next month you know does that freak him out, and how can he extend his boundaries and still feel comfortable about that so we work on on those kinds of limitations within them as a couple as one example um Obviously, there are hundreds of examples um, of, you know, different people and the way in which they interact. But, the, yes, there, there's, the way in which people work it out is by not reflecting on what somebody else is doing to them, but, in fact, taking responsibility for what they're bringing to the table. It always is going to come back to the way we behave Incredible healings can occur in relationships Marriages that I've seen that are on their last leg And people come in and, and you know, sit here with me Or, or you know, discuss it over the phone And, and, and really be able to say like, This is what you're not really hearing from each other And why are you blaming each other you know, Why don't you both individually own What it is that you're both bringing to the table That's very important in relationships is being able to say this is what I'm doing that makes it difficult and I can own that you see, I think <clears throat> I think that people are naturally, naturally we don't want to assume that role. We're almost taught that that, you know, we shouldn't accept any responsibility, we shouldn't admit to any mistakes um, we shouldn't really, you know Make ourselves vulnerable like that but in order to have a, a, an intimate relationship with somebody else we have to. And so it's not that's not an easy process to be able to say, Okay, you're right, I see this is where I'm you know, I'm doing this and kind of owning up to it. The the forgiving relationship, right, where the other person then says, Yeah, that's cool, no problem. They just love it when you're able to see it and change it. Good relationship. Someone's always saying, Yeah, that's fine, no problem. Thanks, thanks for seeing that Rather than it being, oh my god, I'm going to admit to something right now that I just did That's shameful or wrong or I made a mistake And the other person is going to reject me for it I find a lot of rejection happens in parent-child relationships, right? And so we think that's going to happen in adult relationships But it doesn't really always happen that way Adults, I mean, my goodness, if if, if, we didn't, if we weren't capable of forgiving other people for their indiscretions, we wouldn't be able to have a relationship with anybody, right? Right. Well,
0: we're all pretty fallible, so that, that's <laughs> right. awesome. <laughs> right. right. Well,
1: it's funny, though, in that parent-child relationship, that conditioning is that parents have so many expectations. You know, parents in, in parent-child relationships... They have so many expectations. Oh, you should be married by now, you know. You should have children by now, or whatever. Whatever the expectations are, you know, you should be this kind of. This should be your career. You should be this. You should be this. And when you're not that, you, you, you could, you could, you could say like, oh, I'm sorry, but they never, they, they don't say thank you for knowing it. They're just like, well change it <laughs> you know, like they, they never really there's a lot there's not a lot of that sort of like you know forgiveness and understanding of our flaws or what they perceive as our flaws but we bring some of those fears to um you know rom- romantic relationships and it would be much easier to say you know i'm looking for somebody that i can be real with it's not easy you said you, you quoted the book from that passage that real relationships are going to be about being real you know um that the, we have to be ourselves because the the closer intimate if we plan on marrying someone or living with them they're going to find out about who we are
0: <laughs> right absolutely <laughs> absolutely um so now I have a final quote, and this final quote, the reason I selected this one is because I think it really kind of brings home why, you know, everything we're talking about in terms of elemental psychology, really the relevance of it for us. So um, so let me, um, you know, quote. um say, ordinarily, people lack perspective about what they need because they are entrenched in habitual ways of seeing themselves and the world. But elemental psychology can help us cut through these established patterns and gain greater awareness of our relationships and ourselves. You know, will you share with our listeners what you mean by that?
1: Sure. Um, it's the idea that we have certain beliefs that are conditioned um, in in us. You know, we're conditioned to believe that we should want, uh, again, interestingly, what our parents want or what society wants for us, rather than being uh, authentic to our, uh, well, who we really are. And any system, it's not just the elemental system, but any system that helps us learn a little bit more about ourselves, and of course I'd like to believe that the elemental view is very helpful, simple... I think it's a very simple, you know, easy to understand view of like who I am as an individual. If I said to you like, wow, I wrote that book and I discovered that I'm a fire type and I have a lot of watery, you know, qualities as well. That knowing that about myself helped me understand better who I am rather than what society or my parents might have been trying to hand me. And so... That's what that really means in that quote is that there's an opportunity through any form of self-discovery, but certainly through the elemental um, uh, method to, um, to learn a little bit more about ourselves and then be able to make choices that are based on those truths those personal truths that, are, that actually belong to us as individuals, not as something that somebody else might have wanted for us.
0: Uh, Dr. Martin, I really appreciate your sharing your thoughts with us. They've been very insightful and interesting. Is there any last thought or take-home message you'd like to leave our listeners with?
1: Well, yes. I would say never give up. One of the things that I think that comes to mind after talking to you is that Relationship life is a process And even if we get hurt along the way Even if we find that there are people out there Who we think have done us wrong or you know haven't lived up to their promises and things like that That after a time of healing And um, cleansing And regrouping and bringing ourselves back to our center we should always be ready to go back out there again and meet the person who's going to be right for us.
0: I love that. I love ending on that note. I'd like to thank Dr. Martin for joining us today. It's been a pleasure.
1: Thank you so much. It's been, it's been a really amazing, enjoyable experience for me as well. I hope you guys have a really great evening, and I look forward to talking to you again soon.
0: Thank you. And once again, if you'd like to learn more about the insights Dr. Martin's been sharing with us today, his book is entitled Elemental Love Styles.
1: Right. You can find Elemental Love Styles at all the bookstores and Amazon.com. And if anyone would like to contact me personally, you can find me at um, DrCraig.com or um, even LAHealer.com, which is about my personal services.
0: Okay. DrCraig.com or um, LAHealer.com?
1: Correct. Nice.
0: And in case you joined us late and would like to share the show with people in your life, I'd like to remind you that today's radio show will be archived and available as a podcast on Intersection Smash's website, which is www.intersectionsmatch.com. I can be reached to just at intersectionsmatch.com. Appreciate your hanging out with us. Do email me with topics you'd like to discuss in future shows. And make sure to join us for next month's show. Good night, everyone.